reluctantly crouched at the starting line. Engines pumping and thumping in time. The green light flashes, the flags go up. Churning and burning, they yearn for the cup. They deftly maneuver and muscle for rank. Fuel burning fast on an empty tank. Reckless and wild, they pour through the turns. Their prowess is potent and secretly stern. As they speed through the finish, the flags go down. The fans get up and they get out of town. The arena is empty, except for one man still driving and striving as fast as he can. The sun has gone down and the moon has come up. And long ago, somebody left with the cup. But he's driving and striving and hugging the turns and thinking of someone for whom he still burns. He's going the distance. He's going for speed. She's all alone. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And it's our first mailbag of the offseason. January mailbag. Only try to do try to do only one per month. Justin, how are you doing? Oh, Bobby Skinner, I'm good. I'm watching some NFL playoffs and streaming a lot of games, making a lot of videos, doing a lot of stuff. But, I mean, man, more more importantly, you had quite the weekend. It's your Ricky Craven year. You're 32. Congratulations. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Andrew Thomas. And you got engaged. So, congratulations to you. Thank you very much. What um, weekend. I, hey, Andrew Thomas got engaged uh, in, like, the last month, too, so. Maybe that's what got me going. I was like, all right, I got I to gotta get on the Andrew Thomas, you know, timeline. Um, and our, and our shared our birthdays. This was the first year where I didn't tweet out from the Talking Giants account, happy birthday to Andrew Thomas and me, because I'm like, okay, it's... Good. I did it. Yeah, yeah, you did it. But it's like, if I keep on doing this every year to like, hey, remember, Andrew, we have the same birthdays, it's kind of weird. But yes, got engaged, Um, very excited for it. And um, I, I think we got to do a Talking Giants uh, bachelor party in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh. Well, I mean, we were gonna do we were gonna do something like that anyway, but yeah, let's just call it a bachelor party. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's gonna be the Talking Giants version of the bachelor party, um, uh, in Charlotte. So you've I'm already excited. talked about it more than I thought you would. So let me ask you this: were were, were you like romantic about it, or were you kind of you know little Bobby Skinner cut and dry? Like, hey, no, you wanna, no, you just I, no, do I this? was I was romantic about it. All right, but good. but you also got me when I posted on Instagram. I was like, hey, you know, you know, engaged to my love, and then I went space, 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 alternate caption from Trailer Park Boys. So, what do you think? Want to get married or something? Because um, <laughs> like, I, I, I couldn't help myself with the with the Instagram caption, but no, you, yeah. you can't be old lovey dovey. Yeah, you got to be lovey dovey in the in the moment though. So, I'm excited for you, Justin, just to like be around all my family and friends. <laughs> yeah, what do you do? Like that's the, so. What do you? What do you? What do you two do? Well, we just talk to a lot of people. We just talk in front of people. We don't Wait, talk what? in front of any. We don't talk in front of anybody. We just. But we technically are talking in front of people. But what do you mean? Like I'm, we're technically talking in front of how many thousands of people are listening to this episode right now? Yeah, but what are you saying? What do you do? Oh, like your family members are going to ask. Like, so what do you? What do you two oh, like do? Oh, oh, oh. I was thinking like maybe just like putting you next to my pastor and just like letting him talk your ear off the entire time. Yeah. Um, sure. So, uh, so I'm excited to get. So you and Danny are automatic invites. Great. And Julian. Thinking. thinking oh, say again. Julian. Yeah, Julian. Julian's an invite too. And I was thinking. I was thinking snacks and grump. Um, and then I I, I think that will uh, 
be like the cap from like the probably the talking giants work there's really nobody from war, uh, else from jumbo media i would invite wow you know kevin well it's Fervon. just the thing is kevin, i'm not kevin like Fervon's. super close friends with any of them but it's like if i invite if i like invite kevin well then i gotta invite like ronnie and then and yeah. if i invite ronnie so i it's like it's either to me it's like either none of them or like 10 of them sure and i don't work any any of them on a day-to-day basis so um so uh we are we going to daytona by the way I I have no clue. I keep on being like, hey, are we going to Daytona? So, um, hey, you know how you can? I was, we were we were joking with the Patreon before that we can uh, make a new Patreon tier, like get invited to Bobby's wedding and just make it like, you know, a thousand dollars a month. But I just don't think anyone would be that interested. No, I don't think so. In going, so. <laughs> but if you do want to join our Patreon and like contribute a little bit, I guess, um, really, really going for people for the money right now. This is probably the cheap. This is probably the, like the most the cheapest attempt for money we've ever looked. But hey, if you want to help, uh, pay for my wedding, you can the be like fund. Roman Tyrone, not Tyrone Tyrone Thom. Remember you, Tom Thom Brenneman. You remember, you know what he said on national TV, Justin? That got him in trouble. No. Well. And then Jacob Meal. <laughs> now Jacob Meal has two signups. I think people are accidentally signing up twice. This has happened do with Brian McGrath and Jacob Meal. Um, and I'm sorry if you're being charged twice, but I don't. I don't know what's happening. Anyways, Justin, who are these people? Bobby Skinner has to pay off his wedding. I have to pay off my Giants tickets coming up in April. Patreon.com slash Talk of Giants. Uh, comment down below which one's worse. Uh, Patreon.com slash Talk of Giants. $2 a month. At least Bobby will have a good time at his wedding. Uh, I won't have a good time going to Giants games. Uh, $2 a month plus some other tiers. That's false. I love going to Giants games. Uh, plus some other tiers to get a hang with us live while we record the shows. Bobby will send you some stickers in the mail, and there's some shirt raffles. You know the drill. Thanks for our patrons. We love you. Take it away, Steve. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Bye, guys. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. Thanks, Steve from Blues Clues. Justin, let's get into the mail. First question is coming from Glock Roach, and he is asking, would you still give Dable and Shane... Two more years to figure it out. I think you previously said that Dable would have to do something criminal to not give him at least four years here. I think I said three years, but I, and within those conversations, Justin, we always say it's like you kind of got to give these guys four years uh, when they're the GM and head coach on the same cycle and the same path. But I want to ask you this. With all the Dable stuff coming out, right? You know, the Wink relationship. The We'll talk about Kafka a little later. Um, you know, the losing this year. Who do you have like less faith in right now? Joe Shane or Brian Dable? Less faith? Because I mean, if- when we did polls at the end of the year, it, they both got like 94 and 93% like approval rating. But I mean, so here's which- the thing. Here's the thing. I view them as like a package deal. But they're I don't- not. I mean, they have two. Like, who, who? which one do you have less faith in doing their job well? Joe Shane. Yeah, I I agree too, and I I th- I think there is a path to where, after three years, I would be wanting to move on, even though I don't see that happening because I think Dable's a good enough offensive coach to where that will happen, right? With Dable, like with Dable, I think if he gets a QB, I think a lot of the stupid shit from him that you know isn't nearly as loud, and I actually think he can self reflect it. Like you can't just change who you are. 
But Dable's steps to improvement are very much like easily attained and within his control. Yes. With Shane, I mean, we have two drafts now. We've had two players who are just like g- considered just, hey, these are good players, right? They'd be good on any team. And Kayvon and, and Wandell, I think. And again, you can even have question marks there. Um, you have solid players in Bellinger, McFadden. Banks and I think Hyatt uh, too. I'll put him in that category. Yeah, but the JMS rest, in there too. Who? JMS. But he had a bad year, right? So yeah. the rest are bad Coaching. right now, um, or depth. You know, a ceiling of depth. Like Dane Belton to me, his ceiling is a good depth player. Player. You know, if the Giants have another six win or less season, that no one from these last two classes develops into like a great player, not a good player, but a great player. Plus another rookie class where. You don't have any guys who are like getting legit Pro Bowl votes or, you know, basically like in who are just like certified. These guys are really good now, not that they have an upward trajectory. Then I would be willing to move on from both. But I just I think this coaching staff is going to get the most out of its players next year. And and there's going to be it should be a better roster, you know, you know, you know, in in theory, there should be a better roster next year. And I think the coaches will get a bit uh, better results out of them. Yeah, I know this is no shit, Sherlock, but they got to win football games next year. You know, I'm not saying they need to win 13, but they need to win more than <laughs> they need to win more than what they won this year because if you were to tell me after 2022 that hey, you know, Wink Martindale leaves, I'm like, okay. Well, maybe he gets a head coaching job and oh, maybe Mike Kafka continues to get head coaching interviews, then I'm like, okay, great. Then the offense had a solid year and uh, you know, we maybe we don't win nine games, but we win eight, seven, and you know we're we're in the hunt, and the offense was better, and blah 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 blah. I I would have never envisioned at the end of 2022 that the first ten games of 2023 would be this bad. So I don't want to like. Would I still automatically give Brian Dable and Joe Shane two more years to figure it out? I don't know because next year crazy shit can happen again. And then I may be thinking something totally different. Um, so I'm kind of done with giving like mandates of you have three years to figure it out because if bad shit happens and if you lose a lot of football games, then that changes things. And if you win football games um, earlier than expected, like they did in 2022, then that's also great. Like, like good for you. But again, we're in the offseason and it comes down to can the Giants add good players to this roster via the draft and via free agency? That's what matters. The biggest deciding factor for me is really not winning games. Now, actually, it can turn into winning games because that's what building a good roster. Maybe just uh, not losing a ton of games. <laughs> is well, to me, it, it comes down to like again, like it really comes down to me is does anyone from the twenty two or twenty three draft class become great players? And then again, I don't, I don't want to come back from a, the third draft class and the third draft class in a row being like, yeah, this guy's a solid player. He's got good. He can improve. And but not having anybody that you're just like this guy's a stud. He's great. He's one of the he's one of the top five of his position in the NFL, right? Like we just have we haven't had that. Like you need to have studs come out of the draft, and not yeah. just good free agency signings and Bobby O'Carrick and stuff. You need to have studs come out of the draft, and that just has not happened yet. You've got, again, you've got some good players in Kayvon and Wandale. You got solid players and you know Bellinger, McFadden, Banks. Um, you know, right now, like Banks is someone. Who, hey, it looks like he can be really good. He hasn't hit that yet, but he looks like. Like, I don't want to have that for three years in a row. Like, at, at some point, you got to just start have guys who hit right away. And especially, yeah. you're going to be drafting six overall, right? So, 
it's time for the guy who's drafted that high to just be great, whether it's a wide receiver, whether it's, you know, QB who's, you know, QB is different where it's like, hey, if you're just looking good, you don't have to be, you don't have to be CJ Stroud level to be really excited about it. But we have to get results out of the draft, right? Yeah. At some point, results trump process. And even then, Shane has, you know, talked about how they sped up their process uh, when when they signed Daniel Jones. And there's even more pressure on 2022 and 2023 draft classes if they choose to trade up this year for a quarterback. And then there's less uh, top 100 picks and and immediate impact players in the draft, right? Yeah, so it's and, even and, more pressure and future on picks too. You would assume so if that's something yep. they do. So, for sure. All right, next question. Corbin Burns is a Yankee. I don't think that's true. At uh, Snick Snick Day did he? What would you say is an underrated position of need right now, and how would you address it? Who is Corbin Burns? Uh, I I met him. I I, I did a I did a video with him. He is a pitcher for the Milwaukee Brewers, I believe. So is he really good? He, he I think he won the Cy Young a couple years ago. Okay, hope the Yankees get him. To me, the underrated position in need, which again, offensive line is the big one we look at. Um, cornerback, right? Like, think you have four guys under contract at corner this year. Deontay Banks, who right now is a cornerback too. We'll see how he develops, but you know he needs he needs to develop. Cordell Flott, who I'm lower on Cordell Flott than most, Justin, right? I'm like, there's you. just so many mistakes that he makes. He's flat out bad in the run game. And to me, the bad outweighs the good flashes that he has after two years. You know, Aaron Robinson, who has missed the last 32 games. And then Trey Hawkins, who, hey, I, I haven't lost any hope from Trey Hawkins. Uh, but at the end of the day, he still is a six-round pick who... You know, hasn't played much in the NFL, and when he has played, doesn't look good. Uh, so I think it's cornerback. Like you got to have someone that you either feel high, like feel really good about as like a high end cornerback two, or a cornerback one to come in here and pair with Deontay Banks. Because, like, I mean, you, you, I mean, you just flat out not just like out of have to out of like this is a position of need. They just need bodies at that position, right? Yeah. You have three guys under contract who played football in 2023 and banks flaw and hawkins even though we're a little out on a dory because of the effort that he showed towards the latter part of the year and he wasn't really showing to wanting to get involved in the run game this year bringing back a dory jackson what he's he's approaching age 30 right getting up there uh i believe he will be 29 this year it may make sense he's gotten injured every year I know, but it, it but from a cost-effective standpoint... It'll be 29 at the first week of the season. From a cost-effective standpoint, it may make sense bringing him back. Obviously, it depends on the new DC and what we're going to do there. But um, my position that I want depends to talk on about... how like long you're, the contract is. Yeah, you're, you're, and you're 100% right about a cornerback because I, I think the Giants need a... They need a number one... They need to go into this offseason thinking, we need a number uh, a number one cornerback. And if they have a great problem of Deontay Banks develops into a CB1, and then you have two CB1s, that's great. And then that is a huge position to need at a very important position. Yeah, I absolutely. Think we need to- I, 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 that's one thing like we're also building is like I want to have two guys who, if they're playing wide receiver one, I feel comfortable with them. They may not win yeah. every week, but I feel comfortable with. So, yeah. so you know, even if Deontay Giants- Banks had like a, I won't say sauce gardener, but like a, like a you know, one of the five best rookies cornerback seasons we've seen in the last five years. I think this this is still just as big a need. 
Yeah, 100%. So again, I, I want the Giants to approach this offseason almost thinking that they need a a CB1. You know, don't go out and break the bank on on somebody, but I would also say don't get cheap with 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 anybody. Uh, so then speaking of a new possible defensive coordinator coming in here, I think interior defensive lineman is huge because you saw the impact of Leonard Williams. Even though Sean Robinson was more than good, I, th- I think he was good. Um, for what he was expected to do. But with the impact and the departure of Leonard Williams, the run defense really did suffer. And even with a good year from Bobby Okereke and a good second year from Micah McFadden, that run defense after Leonard Williams left was not very good. So I think it's... it's, And I'm looking at the draft. Like, I'm looking at an interior defensive lineman in the draft that you can have here for four years on the cheap that you can get value value from... Giants as a franchise, no matter who the GM is, GM is, have always found a way to been detackle you, as Nikki Snacks likes to say. Um, so find a way. Let's get it done. Uh, every year, like interior defense alignment is like one of my favorite positions to watch in the draft, and there always seems to be like sneaky value there, even in, you know day day two and maybe even day three. That's where I would look for the Giants to add a you know high quality interior defense alignment that maybe can be productive for you. Um, for for a few years, so interior defense alignment for me. This is why my best player available speech that I did last year and, and a little bit the year before. I mean, ring so is true, right? Like, think about last. By the way, have you watched Kalaja Kansas in these playoffs? I'm sad the Bucks <laughs> lost, so that I can't continue to watch him. I'm clip. I've been clipping him up these whole playoffs. He's, He's amazing. Great. I love him. I love him. But this is the point I was making. It's like positions of strength turns into positions of need so so quickly in the NFL. Right. So now obviously the Giants can't see what's picked before the Giants, so it doesn't count. But just, you know, the the conversation are like best player available in the first round, man. It's really hard to go wrong there. Because again, like positions uh, you know, unless it's like a you know, unless you had a left tack like, you know, can't draft someone to play left tackle. You have Andrew Thomas there, right? Or if you have a franchise QB, yada yada yada. But like just go for best player available in the draft, right? Because look, we're going into another draft, Justin, right? Giants have probably drafted for more for need in these two drafts than uh, they would like to admit, right? Especially 2022, it was basically they just hit every single need that they have. And think about all the needs the Giants have going to this draft where it's like they can't fill them all in the draft. Just They just can't, right? So they're going to have to do some free agency. Just get the best damn players. And if they take a, like if they take a defensive tackle in the second round with that first pick, I ain't going to be crying if I think that guy's going to be a really good player. I agree. Um, you know, if they take a cor- if 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 they take a corner in the top of the second round after well, they just took Banks, I'm not crying about that, right? If there was some cor- if if the Giants weren't in a position to take quarterback at six, and there was a cornerback who I thought was better than the wide receiver, the best available wide receiver is there, I would take that cornerback. Um, because man, it's just like look for the guys who you think are going to be all pro players. Like that's my philosophy for the draft. Even um, an edge rusher too, right? Like if if the Giants, oh well, edge is just a need, anyways. Yeah, it, but, edge isn't an underrated need, but I, I, a part of part of your speech, I think it goes to like, hey, if there was even an edge rusher that was there in the you know in the top ten that was like screaming our name, and we felt better about the quarterback situation, um, and even wide receiver situation, it would take it. Um, kind of frustrates me that Brian Branch fell to the second round when it was very obvious that, at least in my brain, it was very obvious. I think it was obvious to you that Brian Branch was going to be like a 
top 15 player in that draft and hell he may even be he may have even had a top 10 rookie season he's been and he fell to the second round to the lions which is like crazy and pretty I, deep and, and into he's the playing second nickel round corner too. he's playing nickel corner which a lot of people are talking about, oh he's a safety safety that's what the alabama guys do and i'm pretty sure in my draft eval i was like i think he can play nickel corner because that's literally what he did at alabama and i think that's what he's doing for the lions whenever i watch him so yeah i hope they i, I do hope they move him from nickel safety to play more or not nickel safety nickel corner to play some more safety because i think there's so much good stuff that's there um that i think is kind of i guess nickel corner is really important but yeah but branch had a, branch had a killer rookie season can man you've seen him in the playoffs he's he's showing up and again these are guys guys who also don't fit the cookie cutter well can't 90 you know one percentile uh height and arm length right Brian Branch isn't very is, doesn't have the typical speed you look for in the first round. It's like at the end of the day, man, good football players end up usually turning into good football players. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh Thomas DeFranco at DeFranco G Men. Do you guys have somebody you prefer to get the job for defense coordinator? There's a lot of names floating around, and I want to know which one you think it's is the best. So the five people have been reported to interview for defensive coordinator are the linebacker coach from the Dolphins, Anthony Campanelli. By the way, I saw that speech he had on Hard Knocks for the Dolphins, and I'm like, maybe maybe we could just get this guy off of one speech. The Chargers defensive coordinator, Derek Ansley. Titans defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen. Jerome Henderson, the Giants DB coach. And the Ravens DB coach, Denard Wilson. Now, this isn't an exact science, right? Because these guys outside of Bowen and Ansley aren't calling defenses where it's a, it's going to be a lot more guessing when you're evaluating them from the outside and looking in. But Denard Wilson, the Ravens DB coach, just screams at you what he's did because he didn't just do it with the Ravens. He did it with the Eagles last year. Like passing, passing statistics with the Ravens this year, they are first in yards per attempt, second in passes defended, third in interceptions. The year before with the Eagles, third in yards per attempt, fourth is in, fourth in passes defended, and fourth in interceptions. And then the Eagles, after losing him with yes. basically the same personnel, yes. maybe a little more injuries, but the same personnel, went from fourth to 26th in interceptions, fourth to 19th in passes defended, and third to 15th in yards per attempt. You know, and it's like, both passing defenses have are well structured, disciplined. They're using guys all over the places, uh, like chess pieces, especially their safeties, baiting quarterbacks into mistakes. You know, so he's learned in two different systems under two good defensive coaches, and uh, not Steichen, um, Gannon and Mike McDonald. Like, there has to be some really good shit learned along the way with Denard Wilson, and that name just screams at me like this is the one that would be the most exciting. Get someone from the Ravens tree and then what the Eagles defense was able to do the year before under Gannon. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. Um, you know, it's nothing against any of the, uh, any of the other candidates, simply just about being excited. Like, I, we don't even know what kind of defense Denard Wilson would come in here and run because he's been you know, in a few different places with the, you know, with a couple different people with having success. And I think that's the, that's the major thing here. Uh, something that I thought really stuck out to me was uh, Darius Slay five days ago on on January 17th. Uh, fired Eagles DB coach Dernard Wilson would have been better than the best efforts of Sean, Detru- Sean Desai, Matt Patricia. I think he would have made a lot of difference, uh, Slay said. He was loved by us. I thought for sure he should have stayed. Now, fired was the interesting thing that I first went to. And obviously, if he gets the job, we can break this down even more, Bobby. Uh, Jonathan Gannon leaves. And I guess Denard Wilson did not, you know, he might have interviewed for the job, didn't get it. 
Sean Desai winds up getting it. And apparently Slay said that Wilson told Slay that I was willing to stay on and be the DB coach, that there wasn't going to be an issue and there wasn't going to be a problem. I was going to get along with Desai. The, the quote was that they mutually parted ways. Like that's, that was the official report. But then the Philadelphia Inquirer reported that, no, there, there was a little bit of, it seemed to be that there were some questions if Denard Wilson was going to work well with Sean Desai. So apparently that relationship was a little iffy. And then it was Sirianni that made the decision. We're going to move on from Wilson. Wilson goes to Baltimore and obviously Philadelphia collapses like they did this year. And Wilson continued to be part of secondaries that had great results, including even 2017 to 2020. I think he was with the Jets too. And those secondaries and those third down defenses were, were pretty good too. Yeah. I went and yeah. Yeah. So he's got like a good track record of success wherever he's been. And that name just screams you. And, and again, what the Ravens do on defense is so beautiful. Like just the way they bait guys, they set stuff up, you know, they all like, they stay structured. They're like, they're really well. And obviously, you know, pass rush matters in all this too, right? Like the Ravens had a really good pass rush this year. The Eagles had a, a great pass rush the year before. So, you know, again, there there is some guessing a little bit, and you need talent to be a good coordinator at the end of the day, especially on defense, unless you're Patrick Graham with the Raiders. Um, so, but yeah, Denard Wilson is the name that just screams like this is this is the guy you want to bring in. Are you excited that one, if they do hire Denard Wilson, and someone's going to ask him if they run a four three or a three four because the Eagles ran four three? You know what they you know what he's going to say? What's he going to say? We're multiple. That's what every coach says. It's so annoying. Just tell us what your base defense is. Do you, like, well, you don't have also a, like there's so much. It, it's all ran out of nickel anyway. Now, yeah, like, but you know, the, but your base defense matters when it comes to personnel additions and what guys' positions are playing. If they're standing up, handing the dirt. If you know you're gonna have you know how you're gonna align your defensive tackles. The different like if your base defense does matter, but it's so annoying. Every single oh, yeah, we're multiple. Like Patrick Graham, no, you are not multiple. You run a three-four defense. Stop. Yeah. Yes, you run multiple different types of defenses. What you do, but if the question is four-three or three-four, you are a three-four defensive coordinator. Yeah, for sure. Um, Which we don't know what he'll do because he's been no. and four-three and three-four in the last two years. My yeah, my no inclination would be that this is a defense that was a three-four, and he's coming from the three-four, and he probably would stick with that. I also hope that he's not a – he wouldn't be a we, – we shouldn't spend so much time on Denard Wilson. But, I, but this is my hope in general for the next uh, for the next DC. Don't go like anti-linebacker and let's, let's just utilize big safeties as linebackers because I'll tell you, you want to know why the Dallas Cowboys just lost their playoff game to the Green Bay Packers? It's because Damone Clark and Dan Quinn likes to have these safeties convert into linebackers – they're out there against 12 personnel, and Damone Clark is already a small enough linebacker enough. And I know and I know the Cowboys had a bunch of injuries at, at linebacker this year, but that's why they lost that game because this because they're running they're running out there with four down linemen, one linebacker, and three safety sets against 12 personnel. And Aaron Jones and the Green Bay Packers were just pounding that ball right down the field. Six yards, seven yards, a chunk, and a pop. And I do not want to become a uh, hey, I am all for. All for hey, let's stop the pass. Let's put a let's put a personnel out there to stop the big explosive play. But no, none of that shit. Be multiple. Next question. Next question. Campanelli does uh, interest me too, simply because that entire family is high school football in New Jersey. Him and Tommy like that, DeVito. 
that entire family has just, they have at one point have coached at Bergen Catholic and now they are either in the NFL or there's even a Campanelli that's at Rutgers too. Um, and there's even, I think the, the son, the, or the, the son or son, the, there's a Campanelli that's a, a lefty quarterback for Bergen Catholic right now. And then I'm pretty sure there's a wide receiver that's a Campanelli. And then the head coach is also a Campanelli. It, it, it's crazy. And it's all at Bergen Catholic. All of Burton Catholic. Uh, Jeremy at Flaming Flamingo. How realistic are the rumors the Giants trade up and get to read an ad? So true. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook sportsbook app now and use code world new customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only at only on DraftKings sportsbook with code world the crown is yours <coughs> gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888 888- Seven eight nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpg.org. I love how we're just still spelling out numbers. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You'll be glad you did. Next question. Next question is coming from Harinari at Harinari7. Get that checked out. How how likely is it that Mike Kafka leaves or gets hired as a head coach elsewhere? I'm waiting for other teams to sign their, hire their head coaches so we can see if he's going to interview for other offensive coordinator jobs. Because Justin, everybody says that Kafka's most likely gone. Like everybody, right? Like, and I don't think he's going to get a head coach job, head coaching job. No, no, yeah, not as a head coaching job. So, I, so I, you know, I went on on Patreon last week, Justin. We were talking to the listeners before the show, and we're like, "This is some stuff we'll talk about with you guys, not put out publicly." But since other people have said it publicly, we can now too. But like, I have asked a bunch of people, a couple of reporters, but other people too. Um, you know, whether you know different you know who have different roles or maybe in the building or outside and just like do you think kafka is going to be back and they all think he's gone but none are saying flat out that he's gone right and then renan goes on his podcast and says like hey he basically said the same line as me it's like i've had five or six people tell me that he, they think he's gone and then duggan writes his article about it which makes it seem like that there's issues and he could be gone obviously the pat leonard and paul schwartz articles that came out you know about a week ago at this time that it seems like everyone, like no one has came to me and said, no, nah, they they like him. They're, they're keeping him around. Nobody has said that to me, which makes me think that they kind of want to gently let him just go interview somewhere else and get a job that he wants. But until other teams start hiring head coaches, we're not going to know, I guess, even though he does have a second interview for the head coach of the Seahawks. Yeah, because obviously the Giants can't stop him from getting a head coaching job, which I, which again, I don't think he's going to get a head coaching job. But then the second leg of this is, will the Giants grant him a lateral jump? That's the second part of this. And with, with how you're speaking about this, it seems like the Giants will allow him to do that. Or Dable turns full heel and is like, no, even though you're not happy and even though 
there's rumors that Dable's going to take more control of the offense next year, right? Dable could turn full heel and be like, no, you can't make this lateral jump, and I'm also going to remove control from the offense from you, which that would be full-on heel. Yeah, which if if the stuff is true, which it seems like that they're, you know, if, like, it would be right by Dable if he's going to take over play calling to let Kafka go interview elsewhere as offensive coordinator. Right, like, that would be almost like a, a sign of, like, growth from Dable, even though it would confirm all the, like, the shit that happened this past year. Right. Because if they keep him, it's just like, it's, what what are we, what are we even doing here, right? Right. It's, like, now, if he lets, I, which I hope that they could work it out and let Kafka call plays, um, but, hey, we'll, I, we'll see. But if he does keep him, it's like you cannot call, you cannot strip play calling and then give it back. Like you either have to fire him if you don't, if you want to call plays or not. So it's going to be interesting, but we keep on having like, there's been basically two months of like rumors that Kafka will be gone, but nothing like substantial, like the wink stuff that we had, where ever since the Glazer report came out, we essentially knew wink is gone. And Carl Banks is also one that always puts out little tea leaves here and there. And when he starts talking about stuff like, yeah, you know, how convenient that he talks about Tay Crowder, uh, not being a, a team guy and, you know, and, and not being for the team. And what was he questioning his effort or whatever? And then like a day later he's cut. Um, so I don't find this to be a coincidence. NYG crush friend of the show. She puts out a tweet about how she basically, you know, she, she's rooting for Kafka to get a job somewhere else. And then Carl Banks quote tweeted that and said, interesting. And I don't think he quote tweets things for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you, you kind of get a good idea of what's being thought in the organization. If you kind of pay attention to what Banks and Calf, Bank, not Banks and Calf, Banks and Banks and Papa, Papa will say. If they start hinting at uh, Mike Kafka and, you know, some negative stuff, it's like, oh, I, I don't, you, they're not hinting at that for no reason. Right. Right. So. I mean, we're playing this waiting game while Kafka is getting ready to go be the head coach at the Shrine Bowl this week with Davis Webb. So, should be fun. Next question: Shay, Shay Tierney, offense coordinator for. We, I want to try and get an interview with him. By the way. Oh. Anyways, next question. We have a senior bowl question at the end. Freddie Gadal, Gadal, Freddie. Hope you're well, Freddie. Um, I didn't skip a question. How would you approach Evan Neal slash right tackle situation this offseason? So I would not go into this offseason being like, hey, we have to get our future starter at right tackle. But there was there's two options you have here. One is to go get like Jermaine uh, Elamunor from the Raiders, right? Who was there starting, uh, started at right tackle for them this year. Saw a player work with Karin Brasillo, even though maybe he doesn't want to work with Karin Brasillo again, um, you know, after these couple of years. Right, or you get like a Cam Fleming, somebody like that who you feel comfortable as a swing tackle, right? But you're going into the uh, the year like, hey, hoping for Evan Neal growth and success, and at least becoming a solid right tackle. The other option, which is the one I kind of like, if the Giants are going to spend any money on free agency on anybody, it's going and signing Michael and Wanu from the Patriots, right? Because if you need him to be your right tackle, he can be your right tackle. But if Evan Neal does grow. You can move him to guard, which again, this guy's started at every spot in the NFL but center, and it's been with like he's changed positions within the year every single year, right? So you don't need a full camp of him 
at tackle to start him at tackle. You don't need a full camp of him at guard to start him at guard. He also has you know familiarity with Carmen Brasillo, the offensive line coach, uh, from his time when he was in uh, New England. So that is the one where, without me going deep into the free agency class, if there's somebody that I would like to go and get, it would be Mike Lenwanu from the Patriots. Without doing a deep dive into his film yet. Swing tackle that can be ready to compete and play priority free agent and not shying away from a, you know, if the giants have their third, fourth, fifth, whatever, you know, pick in the draft late day two. And then all of day three, if there is your, um, is it who, who was from the rage, the Ray, uh, Louisiana, he's a jet, Elijah, Max, not Mitchell? Elijah. Max Mitchell. I knew it was a Mitchell. Um, if you find your your Max Mitchell, you know he's like okay for the Jets. He's not he's not great. Shouldn't even be starting. You know if you find a if you think that there's a developmental offensive lineman there, and he could be depth and he can eventually uh, develop as a swing tackle, take him. Like uh, that that's my plan. Um, priority free agent, swing tackle slash ready to compete. If Evan Neal had let's have a position battle right, and then. If the best player available comes up in the draft uh, late day two and then all through day three, take the player. Yeah, I just, you know, I just get scared. Tackle to me is also like a, one of those first rounder bust positions for me, even though there is success stories that uh, check I mean, out how the Olu Fashanu breakdown later this week. Yeah, but I mean, dude, the Giants are in a different position in years past where, you know, quarterback is the priority and. You know, I would even say if one of those top wide receivers is available in there, which, you know, they, they should be. It seems like there's three top-end quarterbacks and then three top-end wide receivers, right, that could all be taken one through six. Like, if those are the first six players taken in the draft, is anybody surprised? I don't know. Um, There's already three first-round picks on this Giants offensive line, right? Or John Michael Schmitz, who, two, with two first-rounders, a second-rounder, and then Josh Zudu, who's a high-end third-round pick. I mean, how much more? How much more allocation can you really spend, man? It's it. If I think if you if you look at the chart, there's like charts out there of. Well, I don't want to. I would capital? rather draft one of the wide receivers, probably. I don't Correct. know. We got we got to do our draft fucking work so we can stop speculating and saying if. But like, if I have Malik Neighbors and like the tiebreaker goes to other positions. Yeah, it's just and for me, it's like how much more high value assets can the Giants spend on the offensive line? <laughs> get it till you get it right. Get it um, but you get but it right. I, I like the Unwanu. Uh, I, I like Unwanu. I want to yeah, sure. get di- deep into his film before free agency starts. Next question. Next question is coming from Michael at AP. Skirbo, did you see Pat Leonard? New crappy story saying that talking Giants will never read an ad. What? Shameful lying, Pat. Shameful lying on Pat as per usual. Well, first of all, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta take it easy on Pat Leonard because if everybody wants to say that Pat Leonard's lying and Pat Leonard has doesn't have good intentions, well, then you also need to look at the intentions of the Paul Schwartz of the of the world because his intentions are a little too good. And a little, you know, putting putting lipstick on maybe a, a shitty situation, putting lipstick on a pig. Some say um, that's something that I wanted to I wanted to point out the hypocrisy of that whole situation. Oh, look at this positive story about the Giants. We can believe that, but Pat Leonard, the one who actually has reported like 
truthful news throughout the throughout the years. Even if it's hard to swallow, he's the one that's done its job. But let's not believe Just, him. Justin, yes. despite the fact that Swartz had to literally change his entire story from the Cowboys game to oh, right. an article, Forgot about you're, that. you're fighting a losing battle. Because good is good and bad is bad. Let's talk about Factor. You know what's funny? Just got a new box today. It showed up at my at my front doorstep. You want to know what I splurged and I did? I spent a little, little bit of extra money. Not as much money as you would think. But I customized my box a little bit. I ordered a steak. Yeah, from Factor. And it showed up at my house. Already made. And I put it in the microwave for two minutes. I put it on a plate. And it was really freaking good. I didn't have to put any seasoning on it. It was like medium rare, or, you know, or kind of medium, how I like my steaks. And I so I didn't get sick. I'm still here. I'm alive. And I literally put steak in a microwave, which you're never supposed to put. Like, really, like a microwave, like, dries things out. And it did not dry it out. It was juicy. It was absolutely fantastic. I, and I highly recommend doing it. Um, so get started on your resolutions with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal deliveries. It takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. And guess what? The meals are really freaking good too. So you're not just sacrificing, oh, uh, I'm saving some time and I'm saving some money not going to the grocery store. Or, you know, oh, I'm saving time not having to meal prep and cook. No, it's like genuinely good food too. Bet you it's better than what you make. Um, so head to factormeals.com slash giants50. Use code Giants50 to get 50% off. That's Giants50 at factormeals.com slash Giants50 to get 50% off. Uh, Bobby Skinner, you'll certainly be glad you did because I was glad I did. You'll be glad you did. I need to I need to re-up my factor because, you know, try to get to slim down for the wedding. Oh, this is so true. Uh, Dougie Fresh. Maybe hey, we should get a sponsor for the wedding. How about that? Oh yeah, who wants to sponsor Bobby Skinner's like wedding? Like Bobby's Bobby uh, Bobby's <laughs> wedding presented by Factor. Who's your giant factor for this wedding? Uh, it's my uncle Danny. Um, he was late. Can't could be late little, to the wedding. Could get a little rowdy, Uncle Danny. Yeah. Like um, imagine, da- imagine Danny just gets like drunk. No, nah, he just... doesn't drink. Um, uh, I don't know about that. He used to. No longer does. Um, I'm talking about trying- Danny King. Oh, yeah, Danny King. Imagine yeah. if Danny just gets drunk and just loses it. Yeah. And we have to, like, like, contain him. Who is this 16-year-old wasted <laughs> at Bobby's, like, you know, my whole... Who, who is this person? <laughs> I wonder if Danny and I should drive down together and not Drive, fly. okay. <laughs> I still want to get a sponsor, by the way, for uh, for the Tony Award. when We, we get should done- take the van. <laughs> Yeah, take the van. To the van. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like. I actually like that. Um, we could sleep in the van. <sighs> now we're getting crazy. Do we have a? Do we have a month? What? Like, do we have an estimated month or day yet? Oh, figuring that out. We're thinking about making it in the summer. Um, please, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Because basically, yeah. Part of me we, wanted we, to just do like you know what? It's it's in the season. Figure out somebody else to host Talking Giants this week. Bobby and Justin are out. Like you, you guys figure it out. No, it's the no. We would. Well, no. Grump is going to be at the wedding. Yeah, figure Maybe it out. Some, Sorry, is that, my, it's not my fault. You book booked ads. Who? Um, all right, all right. So, so here, mailbag question. If Bobby sorry, I just Ju- decided to take my vacation time in the middle of the season. 
Bobby Justin, Grump, Snacks, Cranky Fan, if they are not available to impromptu host Talking Giants and we are all ill or at an event, who would who would who would we let host? Um Doug Analytics. He would never do it. Yeah. I don't know what I don't, I don't I think we would just not do an episode. Just That's play crazy. an old episode. Oh, just play an old play the uh like figure out giant. what the matchup is, right? So yeah. like say we were playing the Rams and just take our twenty twenty two recap of the Rams game and just play it. Oh, that's Talk about like terrible. Patrick Graham, like how he's playing the linebackers at more depth and leaving that left flat open. I remember that recap very well. That was the Super Bowl forty six reunion game where oh my god. No, that was the year after that was two thousand twenty one. Oh. That was when they put Jabril Peppers covering him on uh on uh Cooper Cup because they wanted to help stop the run and, and put him at the nickel corner. And then they Cooper Cup just started burning Jabril Peppers. Like, just play the Giants Seahawks recap from twenty twenty. Yeah. Yep. So we'll research Rick actually would be good. He was good on the show in Charlotte. Re, re, no, re, just make right, research Rick and Mr. Brownstone. Just this is the Charlotte episode. <laughs> research Rick and Doug Analytics. I want th- those two should just start a podcast in general. People don't know when we were still doing blogs. I I approached Research Rick to see if he would want maybe want to write for us. Um, but writing never really became a thing for us. No. Also, I think he was like, no, I don't, I, I don't like, I'd rather just do what I want to do. But he also has like a really successful like restaurant in Charlotte, North Carolina too. So, wow. all right. Last question. Dougie fresh at Dougie fresh 86 underscore. What position? Or we could just do it from the wedding and read like talk. Hey, how's it going? No. Five minutes, read the ads. No, closing. no, no, no. What position or positions will you be most focused on at the Senior Bowl, and what's the Giants' biggest need outside of quarterback? Well, I, I actually didn't see the uh, Giants' biggest need. Okay, um, so what? So what quarterback and wide receiver are the on? easiest ones to watch, right? Because it just it obviously pops out. So it's not really the biggest focus there. To me, I'm I'm watching the offensive line. I'm watching a guy like Graham Barton from Duke, right? And I want to see him get some reps first. Uh, you know the the UCLA edge and the, and those guys see how his feet are able to work with them, even though he's probably going to play guard in the NFL. And to me, it's the offensive line and then the interior D line because you usually get some guys out of there in the Senior Bowl. Yeah, it's tough to tell, like linebackers. It's tough to tell, like safeties. It's tough to tell how they do. Even though Cam Kinches is going to be there, who's my you know, I love him. Yeah, I'm watching wide receiver DBs. Because I feel like, if hey, you think tackles a round one position or bust, I think edge rushers kind of like round one or bust. Even though, hey, my guy Yaya Diaby leading the Tampa Bay Bucks and sacks kind of proved me wrong on that. Um, wide receiver DBs, that's that's the main thing I'm going to be locked into. One, you know, those one v ones. Can you play man coverage? Over, you know, I'm going to be recording a lot of those, so that's what I'm going to be kind of locked into most. Giants need a corner, and Giants need wide receivers. I also I didn't feel like bawling about this stuff earlier in the day. Did we get the Radio Row stuff booked? No, I, I, I'm very, I'm still very confused on. It. We need to talk about this, and also it's my fault because I've been working on 75 million different things. So I don't know who I need to contact. It's still this still confuses me, but we'll work on it as soon as we hang up. Okay, and then also you want to stream from there. 
I don't think we could get into our Airbnb until four o'clock, and the game start at two o'clock there. So yeah, so this is what we also need to discuss, and I was going to ask you this too. Um, I guess we're only going to stream the second game. We're not going to stream the first game. Okay, and that's the NFC game. That's the NFC game. Can we talk with the Airbnb people to get in early so we could at least watch the first game and get? I would, I would, up? I would like that. Yeah. So maybe I'll, I'll also discuss that with people here. Also, who's driving? Jeff. I don't trust Jeff as a driver. You don't trust Jeff as a driver? No. I trust Jeff as a driver. Plus, I I, I go get coffee at 6 in the morning, so I'm going to need those keys. That's that's totally fine. Okay. All right. Uh, and I wonder if the guy is going to be back with the stickers at the that Talking Giants, Duncan. Or not the, talk, the, the Mobile Alabama, Duncan. Someone call it the Talking Giants, Duncan. All right, uh, that's an episode. We'll be back Friday. Um, might do some de- if we don't have any news. We might do like go through the defensive coordinator candidates and talk about them a little more. Um, if not, uh, we will see you then. Anything else, Justin? You're looking at your computer screen puzzled. Yeah, because I'm trying to find out this whole senior bowl thing of who do we have to contact and buy ticket. It's 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 throwing me for a loop. All right, until then, let's go big blue.